Welcome in, everyone, to the Pro Football Podcast. I am Chris Landry, taking you through the world of the NFL and beyond here uh, today, Friday, February 21st. And some great news off the top. I've been kind of hinting and been talking to you about it starting Monday. Of course, we always do this show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but beginning Monday, it's going to start every day. Monday through Friday. Uh, so now we have kind of what we've been trying to work out behind the scenes. But what I want, and that is a pro football show five days a week, Monday through Friday, and a college football show five days a week. We now have them both. So great news. We're excited about it. There's just a lot of information. Uh, and, and I want to make this show a little bit shorter, a little bit crisper, get it done, get it out. And sometimes there's just too much information to cover. Um, so I'm excited about it. So maybe hopefully shorter, as short as I can make it. You know, I tend to go on. Um, we're going to try to do that. So um, when you consider exactly what goes on this time of year, there's just so much news that getting into some key topics are important. So how do you do it? Now, again, if you haven't done this before, you go to wherever you sign up for your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and sign up for Landry Football's Conference Call. That's where you're going to find all of these podcasts. You're going to see all get all five conference podcasts, which if you're not familiar with that, we hope that you check that out. What we've done there is made that show a national college football show every day, but combine it with a weekly conference show. So as we talk about the most pertinent things happening in college football and addressing those topics each and every day, we then take a conference each day, that and, and that includes that conference and other schools, G5 schools, and even smaller schools in the region, and talk about what's happened in that conference uh, over the past week. So we think it's a good fit. Uh, we think it's nice and clean and it gets us. There's just too much, obviously, in the college football world, too many programs to cover and recruiting and transfer portals and evaluations of players, coaches, teams, games during the season, uh, the, re- the recruiting and spring, pro- everything going on, the draft prospects from a, from a, uh, a college end, all of those things. It's impossible to get into any depth nationally covering the entire country in just a short period of time. So we can do it, I think, and have been doing it now for a little bit, where we break down nationally the college game with a conference focus in the second half. So, again, we're excited about it, and again, join us and spread the word that the Pro Football Show is going to be taking place five days a week now and we're so thankful to have great partners like the folks at 401k generation that uh not only are sponsoring this podcast but they do such good work to help people that need financial assistance with taking care of their finances money management investments um getting you on your right track for your goals financially. 
That's what these folks do. And reach out to the folks at 401k Generation today with a call or a text. Tell them that you heard about them from us right here at um, Landry Football's conference call. Um, conference, the college show or the NFL show, whatever. Tell them that you heard about them from us. And you just wanted to see what they're all about. See if they can help you. Get your financial checkup. Get a, a second opinion if you've got somebody that you're working with. But whatever it is, they can help you. From 401Ks to IRAs, what do you need? They can do it for you. And if you are in a position where you want to brand your business or you've got something that you think is a good fit, give us, drop us a line over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris, and we will get it to you. It's also where you go to send us a question. And Michael has sent us a question that we're going to get to just in a bit. So what is the latest going on? It is clearly the new CBA and where we're headed. We're headed towards that new CBA. We're going to see it's now been approved by the owners. It needs to go to the Players Association. Um. Talking with league officials, here's where it's headed. Even if the players say, and we're going to get into kind of the bargaining chips, but even if the players say, no, I don't want 17 games, doesn't make sense for us, I think the league is prepared, and I went into this on LandryFootball.com in the notebook in greater detail. I touch on it now. They – they're wanting to expand the playoffs regardless. Now, make sure, make sure you understand, players in the NFL get paid in one seventeenth. Basically, they get a bye week, and they get 16 games. So, every Tuesday, they get a check, or it's, you know, it's now direct deposited. But they get paid in one seventeenth. Now, if we go to 18 games, it'll be... 18 weeks because you get paid on the bye week as well. You don't get paid in the off season. You don't get you get paid. That's how you get paid. People think you, they get paid in the playoffs. Well, here's what happens: is if you make the playoffs, there's a certain amount you get the further you advance. Even if you advance all the way and win the Super Bowl, um, that total amount that you would win, depending upon your contract in the league, you know, and how much you make, that that total amount probably is not even worth one paycheck that you get in the regular season. So players, you know, playing in the playoffs and getting an extra playoffs doesn't really affect the players other than the fact that it's a little bit more money, you know, if you if you make it or if you win a game. So they feel they, they meaning the owners, feel they can go forward with getting the playoffs pushed through anyway. Now, we'll see where they are with the 17-game schedule. Um, They're looking at a couple of things. The league is proposing to increase the roster size from 53 to 55. Not enough. Needs to be more. They would increase the size of the practice squad by adding two spots for unlimited accrued seasons, a.k.a. any player. Other changes would be, you know, some other things that the 
Players Association wants, like curbing the commissioner's power in disciplinary cases, softening marijuana punishments. Basically, I think they'd like to have more of a committee and not just a one-man dictatorship on certain um, disciplinary issues. We'll see what a sticking point that is and, and whether that's that's going to go through or not. But, um, you know, what we're looking at is, again, 17 weeks or 17 games in 18 weeks with everybody getting a bye. And that is going to create more revenue. Players are going to obviously want more money. So the players have to look at, okay, over a period of having an extra week, how much more money will the players get? That goes into the total pool and the percentages the salary cap percentage, which goes into what the players can get. So the players are going to want more money for playing another game, of course. From a player's standpoint, they're having to look at that and weigh that versus it's one more game, it's a long physical season. How does that affect the longevity of my play in the league <clears throat> over, you know, let's say um, – you know, seven, let's say eight season, you've played an extra half of a season more than you would play now. So it's something that absolutely has to look at. And certainly from a fan standpoint, what would it mean for you? Well, it wouldn't. It, what it would mean is you get an extra season of regular season football, one less season of preseason football. You know my feeling about I think it hurts the development of young players not having that extra preseason game. But be that as it may, this is where we're headed like it or not, and what it would do is give you a triple header on Saturday and Sunday and wildcard weekend. It's, look, it makes the regular season towards the end a little bit more intriguing as well because you're going to have more teams still in the playoff race in the latter part of the season because you got an extra spot an extra spot in each conference. Um, It will also create more competition for the number one overall seed, which is the only one now that's going to get a buy. So we'll see where the Players Association will go with it. Um, I don't know that they're going to balk at getting increased roster sizes. They don't care as much about that. They should. I do. But uh, the the roster size is a problem to me. And I don't think making the move from 53 to 55 is enough, personally. Uh, I mean, it's better than nothing, but not good enough. Uh, so we will see how this plays out, and, and I think we're going to hear something relatively soon. We'll get into March, and we'll have a little bit of a feel for it. Um Want to get into a little bit of free agent news. Kind of looking at things, the Titans likely are going to uh, exercise Adoree Jackson's fifth-year option. Player's been too good for them. He's 
really good player for them. Uh, he's been a really good asset. Got to stay healthy, of course. I don't think they're going to exercise the same type of patience and will likely not exercise the option for Corey Davis. Um, he'd be due roughly $15.8 million under the option. Um, number five overall pick in 17. Um, A.J. Brown has passed him. Um, he's just been a disappointment. Long-time run stuffer, Damian Snacks Harrison, is out on the market. The Lions have released him. The move created $6.7 million in cap space. Um, disappointing season. Um, he really missed, had a groin injury, and you start to see that start to affect them. They didn't play very well. This, this was a targeted signing for them. And it just, it, with his age at 32, it's becoming a bit of an issue. Um, so there's a run stuffer on the market. And he'll, if he wants to play and he checks out medically, he'll get another opportunity just at a much reduced price. Looks like there's going to be a market for Will Parks. He's a uh, with Denver. Good reserve, special teamer, really good player. Got some versatility. He's played safety. He's played nickel, can play outside. Role player, but versatile player. And in a um, more things you can do um, role in this league and having to create depth on your roster, he's got some good value. Jordan Reed, of course, we know you know by now, has been let go from the Redskins. He's wants to continue playing. It's all about health with him. He's been a guy that's been very productive as an H-back, not been able to stay healthy. Uh, he's had concussions. He's had seven concussions. He's 30 in July. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And, um, you know, he's he's the type of guy that can be real effective in the passing game, but that's really hurt him. Jarvis Landry had hip surgery, probably hurt by now, likely to be sidelined for six to eight months. That puts him into the season. Um, now, he had a February 4th operation date. So, he's um, training camps out. And, um, you know, we'll see where this goes. If it's if it goes the full length, you're going to be missing uh, some chunk of the season. And we'll see where they go with, with them from there. In the division, Cincinnati has been adamant inside the organization, and Zach Taylor's come out and publicly said it, that they want to keep A.J. Green. They're working on getting that done. They want him to be part of the team. They're rebuilding. I would, my all indications are going to take quarterback Joe Burrow, and having a weapon like this is going to be pivotal. The Bears signed tight end Demetrius Harris to a one-year contract. Um Remember, he was just uh, released a couple of days ago from Cleveland. He signed a two-year deal with the Browns that John Dorsey signed him to. Um, he is familiar with Matt Nagy's scheme, stemming from the time together in Kansas City. So uh, there's some question marks at the tight end position in Chicago with Trey Burton off a of hip surgery, Adam Shaheen, who's had some injuries last year. So... It's a familiarity signing in, in, in a body with a chance to maybe plug a hole 
but doesn't solve all the issues, but a good signing for them. The Titans sign wide receiver Cameron uh, Batson to a one-year contract extension. He missed all of 19 after coming down hard uh, on his shoulder during training camp. He made 11 appearances for the Titans a year prior, eight catches, uh, 82 receiving yards, over 178 snaps. He'll compete for a final spot on the team's depth chart behind Khalif Raymond and Coley Holly. Uh, Cody Hollister and Richard Davis. The Texans have signed Brandon Nunn, the nose tackle, initially scheduled to become a free agent in March. His new deal, uh, not uh, complete with the details yet, but it probably means that D.J. Reader is gone. Um, He got most of the reps there in the defensive interior, and uh, I think they may be going in a different direction. some other news, uh, Antonio Brown has got a hearing scheduled for May in his grievance against the Raiders. They're trying to recoup lost wages, if you remember from his release. He had uh, been due $30 million in guarantees, in the guarantees. He also filed a grievance against the Patriots that uh, has yet to be given a date. So Brown's NFL future will, will um, obviously be in the courtroom now, and we'll see where it takes him. The Redskins corner, Quentin Dunbar, um, has reached out to the team, his representatives, um, to try to get a contract restructure. Um, He has been reported, and he says inaccurately, that he requested a trade. Um, He's their number one corner, and he wants some financial security and direction. Um, uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, he's a really good player, and I would suspect something's going to get it done. It's done at some point with him. Charges left tackle Russian Russell Okung. Um, not real sure about his future with the team. Uh, he's expressed the uncertainty in the organization. Uh, the team has tried to assure him of the future in it, um, but it is a lot of question marks there. Uh, and the Chargers organization, their direction. Um, Russell's didn't grade out all that well as an aging player. They've got a lot of issues going on in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Going into the first year in the stadium, which, you know, they're not – I'm curious to see how the response is from their fan base, what the attendance is for their games versus the Rams. It's, you know, it's the shared stadium, but – Listen, it's the Rams stadium, and the Chargers are just a part of it. Just wonder about the future of that organization off the field. The Vikings defensive end, Everson Griffin, is decided to void the remainder of his contract. He met the two figures that voided the final three years of his contract, 2020 to 2022, by having six or more sacks and playing 57% or more of the snaps last season, and he exercised the right to opt out of the deal. So he racked up 66 pressures in 19, formed one of the best uh, fearsome duels among edge rushers alongside uh, opposite Daniil Hunter. He's done a really good job of of maintaining continuity on that defensive side. The ball has the Vikings. We'll see if they can get it done, but it's going to cost them a lot more. So this is a case of a player betting on himself a little bit and opting out of it. Um don't look for the Vikings to part way with Stephon Diggs. He's expressed frustration, particularly with Kirk Cousins. 
they don't feel they want to move on from him. He's too good a player for them. Uh, I think there'll be teams that'll call the Vikings about a trade. And so, you know, people will ask me all the time, well, you can't trade him now. You said you want him. No, you can always listen to offers. I don't think they're actively looking to move him. But if somebody wants to blow them away with an offer, you got to consider it. Um, this is the new age. Player not happy. Player goes to the press. He talks his way out of the organization. Got to be very careful. And we're dealing with, I think, um, front offices that are more fragile. They're less football-oriented. They're less authoritative. They don't take charge. And I think in some ways, while this league may never be as bad as the NBA in terms of the players running things, you have an environment where players through their agent are more and more talking their way into or out of situations. So it'll be interesting to see how this develops, but uh, they have no plans to move on from a player that's that good. Uh, The Dolphins are likely to bring back Josh Rosen, and I applauded. It wasn't something that was widely expected that they move on from. They just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you know, I, I think you need to spend time in the offseason with him, see what he can do. He's a backup. He's cheap. The cap hit is really cheap. Now, his um, I mean, his cap hit are 2-1 and 2-9 over the next two years, plus the team has an option in 2022. You're not going to find anybody better for that price. Continue to try to work with him. You don't need to sign him long term. I'm not saying he's going to get – a new contract, but you hold all the cards. He's got some young talent. Let's see where he goes. Even if you draft a quarterback, you know, I think you keep Josh Rosen. Unless somebody's willing to offer you something of value in terms of picks, which I don't think you're going to see, makes no sense to move on from him in my mind. The Seahawks expect Will Disley with an Achilles to be ready for Rig 1. He tore the Achilles in November had surgery. Uh, of course, they just signed Greg Olson, and they'd like to run two tight end sets. They'd like to run the football, two tight end sets. They'd love to have it if they can have Disley and Greg Olson. Two, a young guy that's really good and a veteran guy. It makes a lot of sense. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but the Browns are working, particularly Alex Van Pelt, the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, is focusing this offseason on working on Baker Mayfield's footwork, uh, particularly the three-step drops in the shotgun. You know, coordinating the footwork is so important. leads to accuracy, and if you throw the football from your platform, from your feet, in your direction, and the ability to do that and do that well is the key to having consistency of accuracy. The Redskins have exercised Adrian Peterson's option. How about Adrian Peterson? You talk about a freak of nature physically. A a record time recovery from an ACL to playing good football going into age 35. He's a leader. I know had a little off-the-field issues that was a little dust up. The guy led the team in rushing. He's reliable. 
I mean, they drafted Darius Geis to be the future there. Darius Geis, through poor work ethic and injuries, that's a bad combination because he's never been healthy. And Adrian Peterson's been the guy. They'd like his leadership that like maybe not only what he could do to help Darius guys to learn how to be a pro and act like a pro, but also the fact that he's been better than Darius and continues to be better. So it's a really good story there. Uh, You've probably heard by now that Brown's left tackle Greg Robinson was arrested by the Border Patrol for federal charge of possession of marijuana with intent to distribute. They didn't clear the border checkpoint because it was found with a lot of marijuana, enough to charge with him with the intent to distribute. Um, we'll see. It's certainly disciplinary action from the league is coming. I don't know where this is going legally. said it was over like 150 pounds of marijuana. Is that a lot? Sounds like a lot. How heavy is that stuff? Man. Free agent. Jason Witten says he wants to be in Dallas. But he's interested in going somewhere else if they don't want him. Met with Mike McCartney. Been in communication with the Jones family. Um, the guy is a complimentary player, a leader. He's got role, a role value. But I think you got to be careful and not go with sentiment here. I think he can still help somebody, but in a reserve role. Boston College has hiring former Colts offense coordinator Rob Chudzinski in an off-the-field role. Chud has not served at the college level since the early 200s as an offense coordinator of University of Miami. Been in the NFL for a long time, but he brings some experience, leadership to a young coach uh, and Jeff Halfley. Some draft news I want to get to. Um, we try to bring a little bit of this. We're going to be at the Combine next week, so we're going to get into that. Let me answer. Let me go ahead and answer Michael's question because it's on the draft. Michael says, I'm curious where most teams start to see major variant, uh, variations in the draft board. Second round value, third round. Also, what's your position on the idea of coverage being more important than rush? or the idea of building your defense from the back end forward. Let's take the second one first. That's nonsense. You never build your defense from the back forward. The front is more important than the back. Always has, always will be. The front helps the back end of your defense more than the back end helps your front. Now, they help one another. Landry's not saying that the back doesn't matter, that the back doesn't help your front. It does. The front helps the back more than the back helps the front. So coverage is not more important than the rush. It never has been, and it never will be. Okay, now when you don't have enough guys up front and you don't have enough of a rotation, good coverage can help you. And there's certainly – some ways to work around that. Sometimes you got to, with good coverage, you got to bring more blitz pressure. And so coverage is so important. But make no mistake, 
And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. The front is more important. Uh, on your first question, I'm curious for most teams to see variations in the draft board. Well, second round, third round, no, first round. <clears throat> Outside of – in, in look, I'm going to say – you know, a dozen to 15 picks. That'll vary by maybe three to five players depending upon each draft. But you're, you're going to have, let's just call it a dozen, 15, that are really, really high on everybody's board. Now, somebody may be ranked five and somebody may be ranked 15 one player may be ranked five on one team's board and 15 on another. But they're they're kind of in that range. Then it really starts to kind of branch out a little bit. It branches out more in the second, a lot more in the third, more in the fourth. You know, But the variations come earlier than the second round. No, they, they, come, they come pretty early in the first round. Uh, some other draft news. TCU cornerback Jeff Gladney, some film room notes. Now, he finished with 19 career forced incompletions on third downs, which leads the 2020 draft class. He's 6 feet, 183, really feisty cornerbacks, plays press coverage, plays it very well. Um, he may not – he's not in that elite group, but he's in that next level, and I'm curious to see what he does at the Combine next week. Reminder, as we take this show five days a week, we'll be doing it from the Combine next week. So be sure to – Join us for all the latest from there. Georgia wide receiver Lawrence Cager has dealt with some injuries and consistency issues. But, boy, he's um, athleticism. He's progressed as a route runner. He's got a good feel for coverage. I like his late-round value. His best football's in front of him. A guy that I don't like as much, and certainly there is a reason why he lost his job at Clemson. Kelly Bryant just doesn't have the passing skills to be a really good player. Um, I don't think he's a draftable player. I wouldn't draft him. Quarterbacks are overvalued. Somebody might take him late. I don't see him as a make-it guy. A guy I do like is the tight end, really, H-back out of Washington. 240, I'm curious to see, 240 pounds. I'm curious to see what he is at the combine. He's 6'2", 240. He's kind of a Jordan Reed type of H-back. Um and he's probably the best uh, move H-back receiver tight end um, in this draft. Uh, doesn't have the size to be effective regularly in line, but he's got really good quickness, can separate, be very effective at the next level. Um, again, in line blocking, you know, it's going to have to be a stick and stay, block on the move type of guy, but this guy's got some really good ability. All right, we're, again, going to be back with you on Monday. Um, we'll certainly, we haven't talked a lot. Getting ready for the Combine, a little bit behind on the XF, uh, XFL tape. We'll get you some of that stuff. That'll be mostly on, on uh, LandryFootball.com, though. But uh, we're going to certainly keep you up on things. But we're going to be, obviously, focused a lot on the Combine and the news coming out of the Combine next week. All the meetings going to be involved in some um, committee meetings Next week, some of which I can't discuss publicly, but but some of it is is I can and, and will. Uh, and then certainly there's going to be a lot of news with a lot of discussions about what teams' strategies might be and 
free agency, the draft, sorting through what's BS and what's real, what makes sense. We're going to get through that for you. And obviously telling you what's going on at the combine and the workouts, and it's become more of a dog and pony show, but we're going to be providing a lot of information for you that is going to be able to help you get onto that next level. Reminder, at LandryFootball.com, we're breaking down position by position how players have been graded this past year so that now you know yeah, we got the best free agents on the books on in in the in the post as well, but we want you to know about every player and how they graded at each position because you don't know who the free agents are going to be. I mean, you know who they're scheduled to be. Some will not be free agents, while others are going to be released and become free agents. You need to know who they are, and so that if you're if a player gets released, whether your team order go after them, how did they grade this year? We got it all for you. So check it all at Landry out at LandryFootball.com. Our notebooks have more detailed information than we're able to get to here on a regular basis. So check it out over at LandryFootball.com. And please take advantage of the scouting season offer. Less than $5 a month. Are you kidding me? That'll get you through an entire calendar year. All of this free agency, draft boards, scouting reports, free agent boards for your college fans, um, recruiting reports and boards, uh, daily notebooks, uh, just tons of information on the world of football year-round. And obviously, during the football season, the breakdowns of the game. So check it out today. Take advantage of the discount. If that doesn't work for you, try it out for a month, three months. You've got different options. Appreciate you joining us. Join us again on Monday as we begin Next week, our first week of five days a week with this pro football show, give our good friends at 401k Generation a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. License in all 50 states. And sign up for this podcast as well as our college podcast. Just got to do it once. Just go to Landry Football's conference call, sign up, and you'll get it. And make sure that you spread the word about what we're trying to do over at LandryFootball.com in these podcasts. We appreciate you joining us. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday, everyone. (laughs) 